0: The Struggling Well podcast is a conversation between Jimmy and Susie Callum. Jimmy and Susie are co-founders of the ministry Tandem Spirituality, whose purpose is to support the church through cultivating healthy relationships in order to impact the kingdom of God. To learn more, visit TandemSpirituality.com. Thanks for joining us again on Struggling Well. It's a great reminder this week for us why we titled this Struggling Well, because we believe we all do struggle. And different things bring on that struggle and one of the things is the loss of somebody you care deeply about and that was true for us in our life this past week um, lost a dear friend to his battle with cancer and um, Greg was a friend uh, uh, I just uh, I worked with him some but um, it's been hard because while he had stage four cancer I think the suddenness of his death was really kind of overwhelm and has hit our community and we realize that some of you are listening are not from our charlotte community but we've all probably experienced the loss of someone we care deeply about
1: uh yeah death visits us all and um we decided that we wanted to do this extra podcast because of that reason that death and grief um we all experience it in different ways sometimes it, it is an actual death but grief also hits and different types of losses but I think for, for the two of us, um, because of the love in particular that Jimmy had for Greg and, and we love their family, and that the suddenness with which he passed away, it has caused us to think about um, how we struggle through that. Um, how do we do that well? That seems like an oxymoron to me. When somebody dies, how do you struggle well through that? Um Both Jimmy and I have lost our parents, and I don't even like that phrase, you know, lost my parents, like I misplaced them. Um, All four of them passed away. We have been at the bedside of numerous people as they have taken their last breath. Um, Jimmy has done hundreds of funerals. We've been with families as they have grieved decisions about taking somebody off of uh, life support. Um, we've been there after a tragic accident, and you have too. Maybe it's your family member, or maybe you're in ministry as well, or maybe um, you've experienced grief that has just been overwhelming. And so, we just want to talk about it a little bit. Let me say this first and foremost: Jimmy and I are not experts on grief. We've experienced it, but that doesn't make us experts. We just want to bring it up. We want to bring it out out in the open. Um, because grief is hard, and each of us experience it uniquely because we're uniquely made. Therefore, the two of us could experience the same situation and we will respond to it or react to it differently.
0: Yeah, and if struggling well is an oxymoron, as you said, here's, here's the other part of it for me. As a Christ follower, is there a difference? So can you grieve and at the same time have peace? Those two things seem mutually exclusive, and yet in Scripture and in the life of our Savior, Jesus, they were tied together so often. Um, I think about when he stood by the grave of Lazarus and wept, yeah. um, the, the, the grief pouring out um, later on. He's getting ready to go to the cross and leave his disciples and they're gathered together that night before he or the night he is betrayed and arrested. And and he says this in, in John 14 verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Let them neither be afraid. And, and and Jesus brings the realities of troubled hearts, fearful hearts, grief, and peace in together. And that's that's what is striking to me, even in the situation that we're walking through and and, and many who are listening have walked through in their own lives. How do you how do you bring those two things together?
1: Well, I think that's really hard, but I'm 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 glad that scripture is so clear about this one particular area i mean i'm looking at the psalms and you you all know i love the psalms but in psalm 31 um, the psalmist is writing be gracious to me O lord for i am in distress my eye is wasted from grief my soul and my body also for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing my strength fails because of my iniquity and in his case he's grieving over sin and my bones waste away that language right there um, Allows me to go to that place where I can say I, I I am wasted by grief and I think when you you know when you brought up Jesus um, sorrow at Lazarus' tomb um, because death was not not the option in the beginning in the garden we were going to live with him forever right. and so. While Jesus is taken away through His death on the cross and, and paying for our penalty of sin, the sting of eternal death is taken away. We still experience the sting of separation here, and so. But Scripture speaks to all sorts of places in the Psalms in the Old Testament, everywhere in the New Testament. Jesus speaks of it in the Gospels. Paul speaks of it as well in his letters. That that our 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 grief is not a waste. But God does something through it. And, uh, you know, I love where uh, it says, uh, of course, I don't have it in front of me right now. I'm not doing well putting sentences together this week. But where it says that he bottles our tears. I mean, that's. I don't think that's just a metaphor. Maybe it is. But is it more than that? That every time we shed a tear, it's important to God? Um, he knows when a sparrow fall, falls. So he knew that Greg was falling and dying.
0: Yeah. And, and what you just said, too, Susie, is a word that I think has to be kept at our forefront, and that's the word eternity. Um, you, if we're going to find the hope that the Scripture promises, the peace that is ultimately there, um, it comes because we can't we can't separate eternity from the life we're living here. And eternity is mine. Eternity is ours. Eternity is anybody's who puts their faith and trust in Christ, they're promised eternity. Mm-hmm. Well, if you take eternity away, then then there really is nothing to place my hope in. Yeah. It's because he conquered sin and death, and um, he resurrected, he rose again, he's alive, and um, the same will be true for us if we know Christ as our Savior. And that's where, for me, the, 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 the potential of even feeling any kind of peace gets tied to that hope yeah. that's there.
1: Yeah. And we know in our situation here with our friend Greg that without a doubt he took his last breath here. I don't mean to sound corny, but he took his next breath in eternity and he's he's good. Right. It's the rest of us, his wife and his kids that are are wrestling with his absence and that that makes me think about how we how we all deal with one another in grief. And by virtue of the long tenure we had um, at church, we saw a lot of grief exposed. Um, I've also had just an incredible privilege, not based on any qualification, but for about a year I met with some young widows who had lost their spouse, their fiancé, in just horrific ways, and listening to them each express their story and watching them as they navigated through grief was fascinating and and one of the the key things that came out of it for me was first of all grief does not have a time limit I remember reading a book years ago the seven stages of grief or something like that by some psychiatrist and she said I think there were six stages of grief and and the last one you know is like they grieve for about eight weeks it turns from anger to etc etc and, and I'm sure that's that's very true but after eight weeks is it over i mean it's like so now they turn to acceptance so then now it's like okay now i get on with my life it doesn't work that way and watching these women these young women navigate some had been um had been widowed for a couple of years and um, one girl in particular was was a widow for longer and had remarried and loved her the husband that god brought to her but she still grieved the husband she lost yeah and so when when we're dealing with each other, we sometimes we're we're not very patient with the with the way someone grieves.
0: Yeah, and and I think that there's a, a sense that people feel all kinds of guilt. Oh, I didn't get to say this to him. I didn't get to say that to her. Um, I, I, I I was planning to go to see her. I was planning to go to see him, and and I and then they passed away. And one of the things that I'm reminded of every time we walk through situations like this is. Don't ever take for granted that you've got another day. Mm -mm. And if you have something that you want to say, if you want to tell somebody you love them, if you want to tell somebody what they mean to you, do it now. Don't wait and then regret that you didn't have the opportunity to do that. Um, I I think that's an important part of the process as you walk through that that ripping. Because that's what death is. It's a ripping. And that's why, again, I come back to it. That's why eternity is so important. Um, for Greg's family, there was a ripping. Uh, for those of us who are his friends, there's a ripping. But there's also going to be a reuniting if we know Christ as our Savior. Yeah. So, and it, I, I forget who it was. It was Moody, Lewis, I don't know, one of them who said, when, when you hear rumors of my death, um, they, they're just not true. I'm more fully alive now than ever. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the hope of eternity. And I think that's where Jesus can make this statement, I leave you my peace. Yeah,
1: But I also, you know me, I like to come down to street level.
0: Yes, you do. Like
1: I act like I'm all street savvy. No, I'm not. Well, I'm from New Jersey, so that does help. But if we come down to street level and we're with people that have experienced a loss, and all loss to me is traumatic at any age, any time. My parents passed away at 92, and I had people saying to me, Oh well, at least they lived a full life. Well, yeah, they did, but I wasn't ready for my dad to go at ninety-two. I wished he could have lived on and on. Um, but but there are some things that we have heard through the day, through the years about when somebody passes, like um, God needed another angel, so that's why your child died. Oy. Or you know all the, those little trivial things that people say, or they're afraid to say the name of the person and bring it up because they're they don't want that person to cry. And yet from what we've experienced with our own parents is when somebody comes to us with a memory about your mom, let's say Jimmy, or your dad, or you know friends that we've lost, I wanna hear their name. I, don't, I mean, I don't want you to pretend they didn't exist.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. And so all of that rambling from us today uh, in the midst of the grief that we're going through right now um, is to say that as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, um, you, you can find peace and you can find hope because of what Christ has done for us. That may not be what's at the forefront of your mind, but it has to be the bedrock that you, you anchor to. Yeah. And that's where the hope is found and that's where the peace is found. That verse that I read, Coach was a, oh, I just say he's a coach, he was a baseball coach for many, many years. And at our the field that he coached at for 30 years in in the cement wall behind home plate is John 14, 27. Mm. And long before he ever knew he was sick, long before any of this was a reality, it was about the peace that God can give in the midst of it. And so we hope and pray today, if you're in the midst of loss, maybe it's a different kind of loss, but if you're in the midst of loss, that you can find peace that, that anchors your heart in the midst of the grief that you have. Thanks for joining us. To learn more about the Struggling Well podcast, visit TandemSpirituality.com.